You're listening to Your Jewish Life, Your Way with Karen Cinnamon, the podcast that explores what it feels like to be Jewish or Jewish in 2021. On the show, we divulge all of the secrets and know-how to being confident in celebrating and living your Jewish life, your way, with easy ways to embrace your mishpacha through the traditions and rituals you've been dying to learn more about without having to compromise life's everyday hustle. So save your fetching because we are talking less Jewish guilt and more Jewish joy here on out. Yalla, forget about the right and wrong ways to be Jewish. It's time to create a Jewish life you love living. Welcome to a super exciting episode. It is coming up to Hanukkah. Uh, it's super early this year and we wanted to do an episode uh, with my teammates here at Your Jewish Life, Emily and Sam, all about Hanukkah. It's certainly my favorite holiday. Um, so much to love about it. But we want to talk about why we celebrate Hanukkah, how we celebrate Hanukkah, our stories and uh all the need to know about this, about the Festival of Lights. So I'm here today joined by Emily and Sam. Uh, you want to say hi, guys, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Sam. Hello, I'm Emily. <laughs> and, and tell, in case uh, people aren't familiar with previous podcasts, just uh, your connection to your Jewish life. So I um, have been working in the Your Jewish Life Smashing the Glass um, world for a number of years now. I first came on board um, via our wedding sister brand, Smashing the Glass. I started as a features writer and gradually my role expanded. And now I am um, a client relations manager. I do ad sales. I do social media. I do um, newsletters, community management, all kinds of things. And as we've grown your Jewish life, I've also taken on a lot of these roles um, around here. So yeah, it's it's been great. And I, I love working with these guys. <laughs> and Sam. Yeah, I also, uh, you know, I found Smashing Life and Your Jewish Life through Brides Club uh, when I was planning my own Jewish wedding and Karen and I really clicked and I joined the team as a freelance writer and now I do a lot of work with Your Jewish Life on the Instagram account and it's been great. I don't even know how long it's been now, maybe a year, a couple of years I've been working for you. More, more. Yeah, we have a lot of fun and uh, I hope it comes through in, in today's episode how much we love working together. So let's talk Hanukkah. When is Hanukkah? Why is it so early this year, Emily? What is going on? <laughs> when is it? <laughs> well, it starts the evening of Sunday, November 28th. So for, for the Americans out there, that is the Sunday right after Thanksgiving. Um, I'm not loving the earliness of it, to be honest. But um, the reason it is so early is because the Jewish calendar is a lunar calendar following the moon rather than a solar calendar following the sun, like our you know, secular calendar. So, um, well, there are adjustments made to make sure everything sort of roughly stays lined up seasonally. Um, there can still be a lot of variation, um, in dates of holidays, um, every year. So sometimes this is like probably about the earliest Hanukkah can be late November. Um, and at the latest it can be, you know, late December. I want to say there might've even been a year when it went into like January 1st. So it's, it's always an adventure keeping track of the Jewish calendar. Yeah, I personally prefer it when it's when it's around Christmas time. Do you like just, you know, holiday? I do. Holiday with I holiday. do. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I think it's so funny that you don't like that. It's so early. I feel the same way when it comes to holidays like Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It feels weird when it's early before Hanukkah. 
you know, my, my family, when we celebrate Thanksgiving with my mom's side of the family, we usually do Thanksgiving on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And because it's so close to Hanukkah, we can't all get together. We've always celebrated Hanukkah and Thanksgiving on the same day. So to me, this feels completely normal. And, <laughs> and we've been doing, you know, Thanksgiving for years before the, the term was coined. I love that. What's, tell me more about Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it's very, it's very chill. We're just, we have our normal Thanksgiving dinner and there's always lockers at the Thanksgiving dinner and we just exchange presents and it's just, oh yeah, we're all together. Let's kind of combine all these holidays in one. Why not? So of course I want to get ready to talk about food because I'm thinking Thanksgiving and Hanukkah, but let's just cover the, ba- <laughs> let's just cover the <laughs> basics about eight nights. Why is it eight nights? Do people celebrate the first night, the last night? Let's, let's cover that stuff. So why is it eight nights? So to understand that, I think we want to back up and just have a really brief recap of the story of Hanukkah. So Hanukkah commemorates a time um, in the ancient um, Israelite world um, when the Syrian Greeks were occupying um, Jerusalem and Israel and they were, um, I mean, not like genociding the Jews, but they were um, forcing them to assimilate into Greek culture, forcing them to um, change religion, you know, to worship the Greek gods rather than the Jewish god. And um, it came to a head when they desecrated the Holy Temple in Jerusalem and they um, destroyed a lot of things, but um, among them, the jugs of pure um, olive oil that were used to keep the eternal flame um, or menorah, eternal menorah flame, um, burning in the temple after the Greeks were defeated in battle, which they were by the Maccabees, who I'm sure you you know about the you know some of the few Jewish Israeli military heroes of the you know pre-modern times. So everyone was trying to clean up the temple, and they needed to relight the menorah, and they just did not have any oil and it was going to take eight days to get new oil. So eventually someone found miraculously like one jar of pure oil that hadn't been tampered with and it should have only lasted for one day, but it turned out it burned for eight days, which was how long they needed it until the new oil could supply could come through. So that is why we celebrate it for eight days. And I'm sure you've all seen that meme, but it's a great one to anyone who's maybe celebrating Hanukkah for the first time this year, where it's imagine if you're what is it? It's something like, imagine if your phone was only supposed to last, what is it? Yeah, it's like, imagine if your phone was like on 5%, but it lasted for eight days. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And it's so true. Yeah, yeah. Modern miracle of our time. Yeah. Miracle. Um, and so go on, let's dive into foods. Obviously, oil, oily. Um, Sam, what do you have in your on your Hanukkah menu, on your Hanukkah tables? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the best holiday for all fried foods. My my mom's been making lakas for many years. And the last few years, I've decided to take on the recipe myself. And it's 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 my foolproof. If anybody, anybody who's in our smashing life group knows that my laka recipe is undefeated. <laughs> and it's a it's our three, two, one method. So three potatoes, two eggs, one onion, and you grate everything by hand, which you can use a food processor. There's nothing wrong with using a food processor, but my mom said her grandmother did it by hand. So I do it by hand. I think the texture is better. And it's just mixing those ingredients together with a teaspoon of salt and then making the little um, patties and frying them in 
lots and lots and lots of oil, like an obscene amount of oil. Because that's why it's so good. We did them. We did them last year, my husband. So I started the Audrey Life Instagram account um, about a year ago, just under a year ago. And I said to my husband, I said, he's the cook in our family. I said, we have to do a, a latka reel. We have to do latkes. And so he, he's, he's the latka guy. He's, he's got more of the Ashkenazi grandma background. And he, he, he did latkes with our girls. And we did do a fun reel. I must admit, I was more about the reel than the, <laughs> the latkes. But you guys know me. <laughs> so, yeah, you can check that out. I'll, I'll, re, um, I'll reshare it on, on your Jewish life. But, yeah, latkes is Hanukkah. And obviously donuts that the kids love um what else do we do you know for me it's I'll be honest with you because I've got a six and seven year old so it's just our Hanukkah has just become so much fun in the last six or seven years that I can't even remember what I did up until I had kids for <laughs> Hanukkah. but we love yeah we get the sweet donuts my kids just love Hanukkah last year we did uh, a Hanukkah bush for the first time you know I was always a bit anti the idea of a Hanukkah bush I know it's a personal preference I personally was anti it and so what we did was we have this, it's, it's called a money tree. It's kind of like a bushy plant. Emily, you saw it when you were in mm-hmm. London last week. Mm-hmm. And, and we just decorated that. So it's like we didn't get a special Hanukkah tree, a Christmas tree. We, we decorated our own bush. And my gosh, goodness, it was gorgeous and glittery and sparkly. And the kids loved it. And we are ready to do it again this year. So going back to the food, I have a, a somewhat embarrassing admission, but um, like Sam, Tell me I you've never latkes. had a latke before. No, it's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. So I love latkes. I love you know oily Hanukkah foods. I do not enjoy deep frying myself. So oh, I hate that. My hack: I eat frozen latkes from Trader Joe's, and they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They really are quite tasty. Honestly, Emily, I don't blame you. I love make. I love eating my own homemade latkes, but the frying part freaks yeah. me out. I'm yeah. always scared I'm gonna burn myself. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and then you have the oil to dispose of at the end, oh, yeah. and like How your do you house smells like oil. Yeah. 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 Hence me leaving it to my husband, like nothing to do with that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for those of you, you know, in the UK and other parts of the world, I don't, I don't know if you have a great frozen latka, you know, in your local you grocery. Know, that's another, you know, I've talked to about this a lot in, inside our Smashing Life community that there's such a lack of Hanukkah inspo and Hanukkah stuff yeah. in, in the UK. And it's so great that you, you have that in America. I keep thinking this year it'll be better in, in the UK. This year it'll be better in the UK. And it's not, you know, you can't really find Hanukkah decorations. Yeah. You know, as Karen mentioned, I was just in London um, last week and I was, you know, doing some shopping and checking out all the department stores and they all had, you know, their Christmas shops set up. And I was really curious if there would be any Hanukkah stuff, because these days, if you go into sort of a comparable, you know, Christmas shop in a department store in the US, you probably will find like a few Hanukkah things, not a lot, but a few. But in London, I didn't see anything like not a Hanukkah card, not like a Hanukkah candy, no. just like, Dang, like I didn't see anything. Well, you both yeah. need to come to my neighborhood because I live in a very Jewish neighborhood here in Brooklyn. And there's so many stores around here that have so much. And it's just Tons and tons of Hanukkah stuff lining the shelves. I'm coming. Okay, I'm I'm coming. So tell us, well, what am I missing out on? What kind of Hanukkah stuff do you have in Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah, so we have tons of stores here um, in Brooklyn, especially like in my neighborhood. I live in Midwood and it's just, there's this one store I go to that actually has 
seasonal decorations for every Jewish holiday. So for Passover, for honestly, Rosh Hashanah, everything. And I love going there. It's like lots of, it's like a, it's like a 99 cent store type of thing. And you can get all sorts of plates and cups and silverware and like fun streamers and banners and truly anything you can think of and just little tchotchkes for everybody. It's also a really fun store to shop. I have tons of uh, cousins that have babies. And so like lots of really cute little toys for them because that's my favorite part of Hanukkah is just seeing the absolute joy on all the little babies' faces for all the presents. So obviously here in the UK, it's the complete opposite of Sam. And if you live in a neighborhood where, you know, there's no Hanukkah decorations, there's no Hanukkah stuff, DIY is your friend and just embrace it. And you know what? It's even more special. I'll I'll let Sam in on that. It's even more special if you make it yourself. So you can get some clip art from the internet and just make your own, you know, paper cutout decorations. And for our Hanukkah bush, that's what we did. We found some little um, Hanukkah symbols online. The girls cut them out and we decorated our Hanukkah bush. I mean, it's all there for you. You should never feel like, you know, you don't have this or you don't have that. The same goes for menorahs. Let's talk menorahs. Um, what are your menorahs and what are some ideas that, that people at home could, could do? So well, I have a good um, menorah story. So, I mean, my family has a lot of menorahs, like too many menorahs for how many people we are of different kinds. You know, some are family ones, some are just ones we bought because they were pretty. But um, one year my family had um, recently relocated for my dad's job um, from California to New York. And we were at the time living in um, like a temporary you know, housing and we a lot of our stuff was in storage and our Judaica was in storage. So we didn't have a menorah, Hanukkah came around and my mom made a menorah out of Play-Doh. Like just, you know, rolled like eight Brilliant, little, you know, genius. balls. Made it out like, of clay. Stuck the candles and yeah, made it out of clay. <laughs> um, so if you um, need a instant DIY menorah, consider Play-Doh or, you know, modeling clay of your choice. Was the menorah still mushy out of the Play-Doh or like did it dry and it was sort of solid? I'm so curious. I, you know, it's it was a while ago, so I don't remember so clearly. I think it stayed like a little, a little mushy, but the candles held. You know, it's it fine. So on our Instagram account again last year, I'll definitely reground them again this year. Um, I'm sure you can see them on Your Jewish Life by the time this podcast episode comes out. Your Jewish Life on Instagram. I posted some brilliant ideas. One of them was um, whiskey miniatures. Do you remember that, Menorah? Mm-hmm. So you can get like miniature alcohol bottles and line them up. And like I said earlier, I think these are even better than the ones you buy, you know, if something's personal to you. And we also did one with like beautiful little vases. Um, so yeah, and by all means, buy your, inter- buy your Menorah from the internet, use a family heirloom, DIY your own. It's all, you are just as Jewish, whatever kind of menorah you have. And in fact, if you do have, when you light your menorah, I personally would absolutely love you to um, tag at your Jewish life so I can see all the menorahs. That's my favorite part also, just seeing, like, especially just in the, in the social media age, there's so many awesome menorahs out there. I grew up using, the, my sister and I use the same menorah. My mom probably bought us like the same cheap menorah. Nice, they're nice looking, but you know, identical. We use them for 20 years, nothing changed. And finally, when, you know, I, I moved out, I bought my own menorah, like my first one, like not at my parents' house. And it's just so special to just 
oh, I picked this one out. This is the one that I wanted. And this is like my personal one. And over the years, we've collected a few different ones as well. And I love having friends over, especially friends that have never lit a menorah before and inviting them over for one of the nights of Hanukkah and just getting all of the menorahs out on the table and lighting all of them at the same time. It's just so nice. Do you guys do the first night only? Like, let's talk. Let's talk what, what we, we tend to do. What do you do, Emily? You're shaking your head. <laughs> no, I mean, I do all the nights. I mean, not necessarily, you know, every night is not necessarily a big elaborate celebration, but I mean, definitely light the candles and say the blessings all of the nights and um, try to do something, you know, just to sort of something a little bit special every night. I mean, not, you know, necessarily eating a fried Hanukkah food every night, but that obviously can be a fun thing to do. Um my luck is I only make the first night because they are a labor of love and I do not have the patience to make them all a night. So the first night is like the very special platter of lockers. Maybe some maybe friends. Maybe the last night. Yeah. Right. Oh, maybe some friends. There was one year pre-COVID times. I, I was in my first apartment with my now husband and I wanted to throw a Hanukkah party and I invited 20 people and I made lockers for 20 people. Wow. I, I literally took a half day from work came home and I fried lockers for five hours. Oh my wow. God. I don't know what possessed me to do it. I don't think I'd ever do it again because it was so much work, but it was a blast. I had a whole mm-hmm. bagel spread, a lock spread, lox and cream cheese. It was the best. And we did like, um, you know, a uh, white elephant. Um, so basically every, I told everybody to bring a gift, like under $10, everything wrapped. And then we put them all on the table and you had to pick a gift and unwrap it. And then you could choose to keep it or steal from somebody else. And then we went through the whole line of people. So everybody got a gift at the end, but you could like steal or swap with somebody else. And super cute. Yeah, we did that with our family in Israel. So I have a big family in Israel. And when we're lucky enough to come to Israel for the Chagim, um, when I've been for Passover, we've done that as well, but with 50 people and all yeah. ages from like a five-year-old to a 90-year-old. And it is so, so fun, that game. The it's the best and it's also low pressure to bring a gift because you don't have to specifically pick out like the perfect gift for somebody and especially if it's a party and you don't know everybody um and I remember there was this one one present someone brought this scarf that apparently was the softest best scarf from the whole world because 10 people stole it and it just kept swapping people the whole night and people were so upset but it was really funny and um, I must mention also you talked about blessings on the first night and I want to mention it before I forget that we've got a fantastic free Hanukkah guide that literally is covering everything we're talking about and more um, and it has the blessings and the, and, and the phonetic for translations and all that good stuff so if anybody's interested you can go to yourjewishlife.co that's .co slash Hanukkah guide. Now I'm not going to start saying how we spell Hanukkah and how many days, <laughs> and how many ages. So just go to the show notes if you want if you want the guide. <laughs> Why, Karen? How do you spell Hanukkah? Well, we we as a business have to, we have to decide, don't we? Every year, how, well, we we decided once, and that's what how we spell it. But we spell it H A N U K K A H. <laughs> that's how I've always spelt it. So. Yeah. I'm all about it. I, I've never spelt it with the C. I know a lot of people do. No, no, no shade to anybody who spells it that way, but I can't, I can't let myself do it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. And what do we think about ugly Hanukkah jumpers and, and, and all that good stuff? Well, Karen, you sent me an ugly Hanukkah jumper last year. So, <laughs> so I'm, you know what super I did excited. <laughs> I'm super excited to break it out again. 
It was. I, I like it also because it's subtle. It's not. I feel like there are some out there that are just trying to be Christmas sweaters, and that's not my thing. But I like the ones that are um, just like overly Jewish, uh, <laughs> which is the one that you sent me, and it, it's yeah. the best. It says, um, "Tis the season to remind everyone that I'm Jewish." <laughs> We're going to take a quick break now. We'll be right back. I wanted to take a moment to tell you about my community, my Jewish Community Membership Club. It's for Jewish and Jewish women all over the world. And I want to tell you about it because you might want to become a member. So it's such a special place. I want you to know what it's all about. Um, in one line, it is everything you've ever wanted in a Jewish community. Um, it's for all Jewish women, whether you are in the process of converting or have converted or you're a patrilineal Jew or you're traditional or you're not so observant or you call yourself a cultural Jew or a traditional Jew or whatever it is. In fact, we are just not about labels at all. As long as you've got a connection to Judaism and you're ready to build the life you want on your terms, you're ready for smashing life. It is a place to share Jewish culture and joy, a place to connect with like-minded Jewish women. It's a place to live your Jewish life your way, what the podcast says on the tin. I want you to live that with us, empowered by the community. And obviously inside the community, you're gonna learn beautiful, modern and traditional Jewish rituals that will fill your life with purpose. You're gonna advance in your life and career and we make it so much fun. It is a joyful place. The place to nourish your own personal development while connecting with other like-minded Jewish women around the corner from you and across the globe. And we have all kinds of ways of facilitating connection. You'll never feel like the new kid inside Smashing Life. You'll be immediately welcomed and supported and loved. There is so much warmth in there. It is this beautiful, safe, non-judgmental space. And like I say, we have a lot of fun. We have, we do so many things. We have plenty of social events, both online and in real life. We have meetups all over the world, but a lot of it is online if you live somewhere remote or you just fancy staying in your pajamas for the day, but you wanna hang out with your fellow Smashing Lifers. We, we do lots of fun on social events you'll access a community of ready-made like-minded Jewish friends again both local and international there's so much thought goes into our monthly programming we have expert masterclasses chosen by you we have all kinds of fun things going on like weekly yoga and a book club and crafts club we have a member generated recipe book where everyone shares their recipes and we have this gorgeous recipe book for you to flick through it's online flick through virtually and and find the recipe book that you want we do have a grand plan to publish it and make it into a, a wonderful cookbook that we can sell for charity but right now it's a virtual members only smashing life jewish cookbook it's wonderful we have great jewish bake-offs we have modern jewish life experts coming in to 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 share ideas that are going to inspire us and fill our lives with purpose. We do virtual Shabbats masterclasses. We have plenty of members only discounts and gifts and we add new ones every month. It's a place for accountability and support when you need it. It's an environment of opportunity and Jewish values. And I would love you to, to join in and, and, and experience it. I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about what Ashley101 
one of our members says about it. So I want you to hear it in our members' words. She says, Smash in Life is an absolutely magical community that provides connections to kind and supportive Jewish friends all over the world. Masterclasses to help guide us with life hacks, accountability partnering, yummy recipes, twice weekly Zoom yoga sessions and Zoom get-togethers and in-person get-togethers too. And we are close enough to share our life milestones and victories and vulnerable and safe enough to share our defeats and low points. And we receive an incredible amount of genuine support for each high point, low point and everywhere in between. Join Smashing Life for year-round awesomeness, warmth, support, fun, life hacks and resources oh we love you ashley if you're listening to this and you fancy joining smashing life all you need to do is head to smashinglife.club and add your name and email address to the waitlist that's smashinglife.club c-l-u-b and add your name to the waitlist and you'll get an email just as soon as a space becomes available and our doors are open to welcome you in. So if you are ready for connections and friendships that will last a lifetime, if you're ready to advance in every area of your life, and of course, if you're ready to build a life you want on your terms and be part of a group of Jewish women to connect, engage and share life struggles and triumphs with, you are definitely ready for smashing life. And we're back. So we did touch on, you know, oily foods, latkes, donuts. Um, I'd love to hear from you, Emily. What what other foods do we eat at Hanukkah or associate with Hanukkah? So there are a bunch. Um, these are all sort of related to Sufganiyot or maybe, you know, where Sufganiyot originated from. But there are a lot of um, variations on really delicious um, fried, you know, fritters and pastries from different parts of the Sephardi world. Um, Bimuelos is um, one kind. There's also something called Svenge, which um, is common to um, different North African Jewish communities. Some Italian Jews have a tradition of making a special fried chicken for Hanukkah, so that's something a little different you could do. <laughs> yeah. Um, some Indian Jews eat um, gulab jamun for Hanukkah. If you know what that is, it's fairly often like served as a dessert at Indian restaurants I've been to, but it's these um, fried dough balls that are sort of marinated in a sugar rose water syrup and they're very delicious. But um, yeah, that's an, an Indian Hanukkah treat I have read. So yeah, I mean, there's really, there's really a lot out there. Another thing in addition to the fried foods is there's also a custom to eat cheese and cheesy things on Hanukkah. And that comes from um, the story of Judith and Holofernes, which is, it's not like part of the main Hanukkah narrative, but it's associated with Hanukkah. So Holofernes was one of the Syrian Greek generals and Judith was a brave Jewish woman who snuck into his tent and plied him with salty cheese. And then he got thirsty and then she got him drunk on wine and then she beheaded him. So um, <laughs> it's a little bit of a gruesome story, but um, Anyway, that's that's where the custom for cheese comes from. So I mean, things like blintzes um, or just, you know, like your favorite cheesy dish, you know, maybe you wanna eat like pizza or mac and cheese or make a cheese board. Um, 
but it's definitely a nice option for those of us who are oily. a little bit deep frying averse. I was going to say oily, cheesy. Yeah. And there's the getting Han- about Hanukkah the girls. Yes. Yeah, the chocolate. Yeah. Girls. So my girls, um, I don't know where that tradition stemmed from. Maybe either of you know, but my girls love those chocolate coins. It, it is Hanukkah, isn't it? The gold chocolate coins. Well, yeah. I thought the coins came from like because literally like you're playing dreidel you usually play dreidel with the coins and it was about like the whole fake gambling game that the, the well it used to played. be real coins i mean originally right. and some right. somehow at some point it, it evolved into these chocolate coins That's i'm not sure exactly yeah. when and how yeah <laughs> chocolate was probably cheaper to give to children than real gold coins <laughs> yes <laughs> I so do you my- guys find good gelt? Because I find the mainstream gelt you buy, like I liked it as a kid, but I find it really unappealing now. Like, are you going for a gelt chocolate that's good or chocolate? dark chocolate? Preferably dark, but I'm, I'm open, but like something good quality. I don't think it's that. I think they're all like very generic milk yeah. chocolate, dark chocolate. I've never seen like, I've never seen like a specialty. Maybe that's a new business we can make, Emily. Yeah. Specialty yeah. gelt chocolate. That's that's yeah. what I want. I want and my someone, specialty gelt chocolate. And someone please bring Hanukkah decor to the United Kingdom as well. Like good Hanukkah decor. I've been telling all the stationers I know through Smash the Glass to do it for years. But yeah, it's, it's, it's. And, and do you guys, you know, I decorate, um, I decorate our home for Hanukkah since I've had children. We, I, when I was in New York, I bought some beautiful Hanukkah decorations and, and it's so fun. Do you do that? I know neither of you have children. Do you do it just for yourselves? Honestly, I've never, I, I didn't grow up with like decor. My parents and our family, we never decorated for Hanukkah. Maybe we'd have like a tablecloth just to like differentiate, but we never put up decorations or anything. And it wasn't until honestly this last year, like last year during you know, the lockdown and not being able to be with my family. And I was just feeling very sad. So I went to that store that I was telling you guys about, and I bought a whole bunch of Hanukkah decorations just to make the apartment feel a little more alive. Mm -hmm. We had just moved in too. So it was like kind of bare bones situation. I was like, we need some fun. And I hung up a bunch of different things and it was really nice. I remember there were just a few nights, you know, when we weren't like doing anything and just had the menorahs lit and the, the decorations all around. We shut the lights and we just like watched the the flames go down and it was really peaceful and really lovely. And we had that fun Hanukkah festival last year, didn't we? Oh, oh man, that was really great. That was that was a fun time. Um, yeah, so I we, think yeah, just the whole explain. holiday. Yeah, so what we did at, at Your Jewish Life and Smashing, well, it was a Smashing Life thing, but for anyone that doesn't know smashing life is my community for jewish and jewish women we have a lot of fun there um but we open we we do a lot of community parties and festivals and things inside smashing life but what we did last year with it being the pandemic and literally everyone was locked down in their homes for hanukkah we opened it up to every jewish woman all over the world to join us for an eight days of hanukkah festival and sam maybe you can tell yeah, what did we do in those eight? It was so fun, what, wasn't it? It was an what online. What didn't festival. we do, Karen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we had my favorite part, which was the bingo board. So, which it's great because you don't have to make bingo, you don't have to do everything on the board, but it was sort of like a guide of different things that you could do. So, scratch off a, a tick mark if you've lit the candles one night, or if you've eaten lakas, or if you played a Hanukkah song, or just different ways to get into the Hanukkah spirit and like very low-key ways that felt very manageable but also just all focused on just bringing joy that was the whole point of it um there were also you know we shared our different Hanukkah outfits or Hanukkah decorations and different recipes for lakas 
Um, we had, I think we had a laka making uh, cooking class we at did, one point. With Amy which, from What Do You Want to Eat. And I, I learned a new way to make lakas because she makes a sweet potato laka and I had never done that before. So I made that and put some like crazy toppings on it because she's always so creative. Um, and that was really fun for me. Just like a completely new way to enjoy lakas. Um, so many people have asked me again, are you going to do it again? Are you going to do it again this year? And this year we are doing something new, something even more fun. We're going to pack the eight days of fun into one night. And well, it's night in England. It'll be afternoon in, in the USA and different times all over the world. But it's the first night of Hanukkah 2021 party on Zoom. It's completely free. It's for everybody. Um, you'll meet new Jewish people at this Zoom party. You'll hear live Hanukkah music. I've got one of my favorite singers, singers singing Mautzel live. We'll light the candles together. There's prizes to be won. You'll feel part of a super inclusive community. And also everyone that, that saves a space will receive a, a Hanukkah virtual swag bag. It's going to be super fun. So if you want to save your space at the first night of Hanukkah Zoom party, go to yourjewishlife.co. That's yourjewishlife.co slash Hanukkah spelt H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H we will have the link directly in the show notes so don't worry if you didn't catch that who's excited for the zoom party this year I am excited I wear my Hanukkah sweater I'm gonna you know I think I you know when when we all light the candles together just because of the way I have my computer set up it's not the most like lucrative way to do it just safety wise so I'm just going to draw a menorah on a piece of paper and I'm going to draw the little candles and it's going to be just as great. And I can't wait to see everybody else's setup. I think a lot of people um, joining the party and you can, if you want, you don't have to, are going to light their menorahs to, to gather, you know, all together. And can you imagine seeing menorahs from hundreds of menorahs from all over the world together? I think it's going to be very special. It's going to be so beautiful. And I also, I love these events because I get to meet so many amazing people from all over the world and just like have new best friends in any time zone, which is great. It's such a fun thing. Yeah, I'm excited. So make sure you go to yourjewishlife.co slash Hanukkah. <laughs> I keep thinking of that. I've been, is it, who sings that song? Adam Sandler? Adam yeah, Adam Sandler. How does it go? How does it Put go? Put on your yarmulke. Here comes Hanukkah. You don't need me singing on this podcast. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk Hanukkah music, films, movies. Let's go. <laughs> so I think the classic best, maybe one of the only good Hanukkah movies slash TV has got to be the Rugrats Hanukkah special. Ah, oh, the best. Absolutely. A Macca baby's got to do what a Macca baby's got to do. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I mean, I think for those of us who were kids in the 90s, it's very nostalgic. But um, even if you were not a kid in the 90s, or if you have kids now, I, I truly think it has appeal for a uh, wide range of audiences, different ages. Um, not I just highly appeal, recommend it's it. pretty accurate. I yeah. think all of the Rugrats specials do a great job at, you know, digesting these holidays and like a very easy to, you know, watch program and they're funny, they're cute, but they're accurate. Yeah. And even and you if learn a lot. Even if you're an adult without kids and you're just looking for a little refresher on Hanukkah, like I would recommend it. It's it's great. So I what's that called? Year. What's that one called? Emily? The Rugrats Hanukkah. Yeah, and I think other... it's just the Rugrats Hanukkah special or whatever yeah. it is. We should do we should do a watch party inside Smashing Live. Oh, we do that. I would that would that. be fun. We're gonna that do that. Fun. Done, cute. done, done. Um 
any, I mean, people always ask me about Hanukkah songs. It's not like Hanukkah movies. It's not the best. They're not the best movie. I mean, you know, but. I have a funny story about a Hanukkah song. Yeah. Um, so I, I grew up in more of like conservative Orthodox background um, and a lot of that music. And there was this one song. Um, it's like a Velaka song by Debbie Friedman, I think, which was more in like the reform. Yes. Yeah, world. I had never heard the song uh, until meeting my husband. And it was, I think the first or second year we were dating and we were driving to my parents house for Hanukkah. And he puts on the song. And I had never heard it before. And he just starts like joyfully singing and just really getting into it. And it was super cute. And so I recorded it. um, And I recorded him singing it. And I was just dancing in the background because I didn't know the words. And then later on, on Facebook, I was in this like Jewish women travel group and they were asking to post your Hanukkah pics or videos for a contest. And so just on a whim, I posted the video because it just, it brought me so much joy to see him singing and we won. And I won this <laughs> scratch off map of the world with like a frame wow. just because we were singing a Laka song and now it's my favorite video. That's so that cute. Is so cute. I love that. You know, I don't think I've ever heard this Latka song, so I've got to look it up. Well, what we'll I do is we'll sing it, but I don't want to burn your ears with my voice. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes so everyone can can share in it. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I I need to find different bits of Hanukkah music for different for when I create reels and things on Instagram and TikTok and whatever else. And there aren't that many to choose from at Hanukkah. What about that so great I, Maccabees song? They do the the little um which one? I flip my lockers in the air sometimes. Oh like yeah, yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. And yeah, last year cute. there was Puppy for Hanukkah or something. Do you remember? Oh, the yeah, Puppy for Hanukkah for song Hanukkah. is the best. The Drake song. Yeah. No, yeah. it was Debbie Diggs. Oh, yes. it was Debbie Diggs. You're right. Yes. You're right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I have a Hanukkah album I like. It is a children's Hanukkah album from the 90s. It is available on Spotify. It's called Just in Time for Hanukkah. And it's these two sort of, you know, earnest, like folksy middle-aged ladies just singing a lot of like Hanukkah classics as you might have, you know, sung in Hebrew school. But um, I grew up listening to it on cassette and it has a lot of nostalgic value now. So when Hanukkah comes around, I like to play it on Spotify. Well, what we're going to do in time for this episode being live, um, where we're only recording this literally a few days before it goes out live, I'm going to put together a Hanukkah Spotify playlist and we'll put the link in the show notes. So we'll all have our Your Jewish Life Hanukkah playlist that we'll all be listening to everyone. So I'll be waiting for your contributions, Evelyn Sam, to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's close out with one of the big. Hanukkah themes which is finding light in the darkness which we did actually talk a lot about during the eight days of Hanukkah festival last year it was locked down but let, let, let me throw it over to you Sam um, how are you finding light in the darkness either at the moment or what do you hope for in 2022? Yeah I mean I think it's just a, like the perfect metaphor especially after the last few years we've all had and Honestly, the ways I've been finding light in the darkness is just really leaning into my Jewish identity and celebrating these holidays with my family or my friends and just finding those little ways to make the holidays special. Because Hanukkah, you know, it's funny, like we we put so much pressure on it because it's around Christmas, but it's not really the most important Jewish holiday compared to some of the other ones. Um, so it, it's a very easy one to overlook, you know, you light the candles, you kind of forget about it during the day, 
but there are different ways to even make that day very special. Um, just taking a moment, turning off your phones, kind of like being in the moment when lighting the candles or, you know, even buying yourself a little present. It doesn't have to be big. It could be a comfy pair of socks or something. You deserve a present. You don't need to get something from somebody else. It just these little ways to give meaning to the day and, and to reflect and to think about like, what about this makes you happy? And what about this is, is so special to you as, as a person, as a Jew, as just somebody trying to, trying to find happiness in all of these days that we have. Yeah, that's so beautiful. One thing I really like to do um, on Hanukkah is like after lighting the candles, like every night to um, just pick some sort of short Hanukkah related reading. And I mean, you can either read it to yourself or read it aloud, or if you have kids, you know, there are a, a lot of wonderful children's picture books. So you could just do like a picture book, you know, every night after you light the candles. But um, I mean, for me, I have this um, great book. It's called, I think the Hanukkah anthology. There's a series of them like from the sixties, but um, uh, for different Jewish holidays, but they just collect excerpts from, you know, the relevant religious texts. They have short stories. They have information about how the holiday is celebrated in different parts of the world, like songs, things for children. Um, so I just like to, you know, flip through that and like read something every night, or I'm really into food history. So I have this group great book called The Encyclopedia of Jewish Food by Gil Marks. And it really is an encyclopedia of Jewish food. So you can look up like one night, like you can look up like latkes and, you know, read the entry about the history of latkes or like, you know, any, any of the, you know, other foods like Svenj, you know, Sufganio, you can read about cheese. Um, so I just find sort of taking like the little moment to, you know, do that uh, is a really special tradition that I have not implemented for very many years. It's a really recent thing for me, but I enjoy it a lot. You said books. And for some reason, I just got this like weird, vivid memory of this Hanukkah book I grew up with, which is a very spooky children's book. Uh, it's called Herschel and the Hanukkah. Yes, Goblin. I grew up with that book too. That's a great book. Such a, it's great. It's a little freaky. It's a little terrifying for kids, but the art is hauntingly beautiful. And I lost my, my original copy that I had as a child years ago, but somebody found me a copy a few years back and I treasure this book because it is, you know, growing up, like now there's, I guess not in the UK, but now there's like more Hanukkah decorations and things. But when I was a kid, there wasn't that many things and it was usually just all Christmas stuff. And this was like the one Hanukkah book that like I knew about and I, I knew where to find it. And it was yeah. just- it's one of those things that makes you feel like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. Like there's others like me who are engaging in this and celebrating this. Such a great book. And it is still in print. So anyone listening who wants to uh, pick up a great Hanukkah picture book, highly recommend it. And Emily, are you, what, are you finding light in the darkness or are you wanting to find light in the darkness or... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a really hard time, you know, during COVID. And I mean, things are definitely, you know, sort of like looking up over the past few months, um, just in a lot of areas of my life. So I'm just really like, you know, appreciating that and feeling grateful for that right now. Oh, I love that. As for me, um, I have to share that my, my mother passed away last month, which is only actually a week or two ago and uh, that is all I can think about when I think about the darkness and my my light will be her her light her shining light and I will I will carry her light through from this from this period onwards um so that's my light in the darkness oh, that's so beautiful Karen 
I want, I want to, I want, I will be, you know, in my community inside Smashing Life, I've already shared a lot about, about, um, you know, what I'm going through. And in fact, how being Jewish, I, I've never felt more grateful to be Jewish. The traditions that are accompanying me at the moment, most notably the Shiva is, is so healing. And yeah, I'm, 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 I feel so lucky to be Jewish right now. Um, I wanted to add that in as well. Um, so we're going to close things out. We're going to move to a different vibe and I want to close things out on a high and do some rapid fire questions so I'm just gonna we haven't practiced this I'm just gonna shout them out and you shout them back <laughs> okay we're going to be Israeli about this I'm in Israel at the moment because that is uh, where my mom wanted to be for her final destination so I am just all about shouting and <laughs> whoever's turn it is it's, it's their turn okay let's just go Latkes or sufganiyot? Latkes. Latkes. Sour cream or applesauce? Sour cream. Both. And I don't mean like one <laughs> or the other. I mean like I like a latka with sour cream. With both and at the same time. time. Yes, at the same time. <laughs> Emily, you've, you've been so foodie on this on this episode. I, I, I demand, again, I'm being very ready. I demand that you share some of your Hanukkah stuff inside smashing life yeah you're frozen absolutely. you're frozen latkes or any of your more yeah you know, those unusual dishes this is fun. <laughs> this is fun. um spelled with an h or a ch oh you already know with an h h yeah we discussed that one <laughs> candles or oil candles i think for the same reason that uh we discussed with the oil frying it freaks me out yeah. uh, however my uncle um had this beautiful oil menorah that I loved watching as a kid and from a, from a distance. <laughs> they, they freak me out, but they are beautiful. I would agree with that. I always like candles, like for just ease and safety, but I, I think oil menorahs are really cool. So maybe someday. <laughs> Ugly Hanukkah jumper or chocolate gelt? Chocolate you can't say both. <laughs> chocolate gelt. <laughs> and finally, but if it's high quality <laughs> chocolate gelt. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, gifts or no gifts oh gifts gifts all day every day Absolutely. so I actually am kind of on team no gifts like I will <laughs> say if I had kids I would definitely give them gifts because I wouldn't want my kids to resent you know not celebrating Christmas but like as an adult I kind of feel like I mean the gift thing is sort of taken from Christmas and it is sort of not inherently a thing about that has to do with Hanukkah and I kind of want to sort of lean into more like what the actual Hanukkah traditions are and sort of make that what I appreciate about it so mm. I'm not always good at getting people in my life to buy into the no gifts thing and then you know if someone gives you a gift you have to give them a gift so it doesn't always work but like, I respect that but I love gifts so that's I fair, will have, that to, is I will fair. have to respectfully disagree because I just I also just love getting people gifts even if it's something small um it just it makes me very happy I, I, that's why I think like a really good thing to do, because it is a lot of pressure to get all of these people a different gift. It's a lot, um, doing like, you know, a white elephant thing, or I, I, I hesitate to say secret Santa. I don't know. Is there a Jewish equivalent? Yes, to the there secret is. Santa? There's ha Hanukkah Harry. Hanukkah Harry. Sure. Um, you know, <laughs> Mystery like, Maccabee. We're doing that in <laughs> Mystery Star Mystery Maccabee. Yeah. I like Mystery <laughs> and also Maccabee. it's, um, there's a mensch on a bench instead of the elf or whatever. What yeah, but see, that's awesome. I find that so creepy. It I mean, is, I find the is. elf on the shelf creepy too. Yes, yeah, I don't is, like that. It is. We should, yeah, but yeah. Um, but I love the idea of, you know, you get a group of friends, everybody picks a name out of a hat and you get one person, one thing, and then it's still, a, yeah. it's a really nice way to 
to participate in gift giving, but not feel pressure to get everybody in your life a gift. Exactly. It's, you love the idea of gift giving, but we don't like the idea of overindulgence. And I mean, with, with, without, you know, I do have children, two gorgeous girls, um, six and seven. And yeah, we, we, we get Hanukkah gifts, but funnily enough, I don't think we actually give it to them on the first night of Hanukkah or something. It's just like a general, they'll know around December, well, probably November, because they'll get something or other. It's not about like, it's Hanukkah. We have to give them gifts on the first my night. Parents, my parents used to do the eight gifts, eight nights, but it would always be very small things. It would never, never anything big. It was just little small things. Like they didn't have a ton of money, but it was just like something for us to open. And I remember my favorite gift one year, it's the most ridiculous thing was a garbage can. I'm not even <laughs> kidding you. My mom and dad got me a garbage. I was very into Was dolphins. it even Hanukkah themed? Like why? No, it was, it had <laughs> dolphins on it. Cause I was really into dolphins. My whole bedroom was dolphins and they got me a garbage can with dolphins on it. And it was <laughs> my favorite gift I have ever gotten on Hanukkah. And then mm. you were able to just throw the wrapping paper right out into the gift. It was perfect. <laughs> well, we are going to wish everyone a the happiest of Hanukkahs. We would be so thrilled if you joined us for our free first night of Hanukkah Zoom party. The link is in the show notes. Let's celebrate together. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. You're invited to my Hanukkah party. I would love to get to know you better at my virtual Hanukkah party. It's happening over Zoom, so you can join wherever you are in the world. And it is set to be the Hanukkah party of the year. You don't want to miss out. Head over to yourjewishlife.co slash Hanukkah, spelt H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H, to register and save your space so you don't miss out. It's going to be so fun. It's happening this Sunday, November 28th. We are going to experience live Hanukkah music. You're going to make new Jewish friends. We're going to light the candles. There'll be a real sense of community. And of course, when you register, you're going to get your hands on my virtual Hanukkah swag bag, which is not to be missed. You're going to get adult coloring in pages in that swag bag, Hanukkah ones, of course. You're going to get Hanukkah recipes. You're going to get a Jewish calendar, some really fun Zoom Hanukkah backgrounds, a Yiddish crossword and more. Really not to be missed. So save your space at my Hanukkah party. It's happening this weekend. So you need to jump onto your computer and save your space now. Just go to yourjewishlife.co slash Hanukkah. We spell Hanukkah in as H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H. So it's yourjewishlife.co slash Hanukkah, spelled H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H. Any problems, just DM me at Your Jewish Life and we'll get you in. So I can't wait to get to know you at the Hanukkah party. See you then.